and proud to say this podcast is sponsored by Discover Delicious, an online shop for the finest in Welsh food, drink and foodie experiences from independent producers around Wales. Discover Delicious is the largest collection of Welsh food and drink online. Go to www.discoverdelicious.wales to see more. Hello and welcome back to the Kitchen Clonk podcast, a podcast all about good food, good drink and good company. In this episode, I'm very proud to be joined by Thea Alshea. Now, Thea is a Cardiff-based actor who's recently won the Rising Star Award at Cardiff's International Film Festival. He's also starred in a bona fide Hollywood movie and can currently be seen bossing it as Omar in Baghdad Central on Channel 4. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Iman. Thank you very much for joining and giving me some time today. It seems like it's a very exciting time for you at the moment. It is, yeah, very exciting. I mean, how has it been from uh, episode one of the show of Baghdad Central to now? It seems like it's just growing. The reviews have been great. So how have you felt the response has been to it? I felt like the response has been really good because, you know, if you're in the production... You're thinking, oh, is people going to like it? Is, is people going to boo it? But, yeah, we've had wicked responses. And like you said, the critics have given really good reviews. And, yeah, I'm really proud and happy about the series. Have you... Um, has been really cool to see the response of your hometown, Cardiff, to it? Because, I mean, looking on Instagram and the social media, it seems people have really, are really proud of what you're doing. Yeah, it's nice. I think Cardiff is back there. And I think it's fair to say everyone in Cardiff have been watching it. And the response where I've been going with places, people's like, oh, Thea is really good, I'm really gripped. And I'll be perfectly honest with you, Thea, I didn't realise it was going to be that good. <laughs> but after the first, second episode, Cheers, I was like, you know what, yeah, yeah. They was like, they gripped, and I was like, oh, thank you very much. Um, keep watching, and then, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy the rest of the series. And this is really the tip of the iceberg, because I mentioned the Hollywood movie there uh, called Mosul. That's right. So that's due for European or UK release later this year? Yes, that's right. Mosul's due for cinema release the... World cinema premiere is on the 12th of June. Fantastic. And it actually premiered at the Venice Film Festival, That's right, right? yes. It premiered at the Venice Film Festival on September the 5th, 2019. This is incredible stuff. You must be so proud. Yeah, I am. Yeah, hard yeah. work pays off. When you, uh, when you were filming these shows, and we'll come on to this, because although I'm fascinated about uh, cinema and TV yeah. and filming, yeah. uh, we are essentially a food and drink podcast. Do you find that when you've gone to something like Venice Film Festival, what's the food and drink offering like at something like that? The food and drink offering at something like Venice Film Festival, you can imagine, you're a foodie, yeah. you'd love it over there. And the, obviously, I don't drink alcohol, but the wines and the champagnes they were giving, the buffets were like, I've never seen anything like it in my life, the, the same size as like this, twice as long, <laughs> and you're just going along and they're just describing everything, and you've got one person with every dish telling you exactly what it is. It's not like one person guiding one table and having to tell you what six different dishes are. It's like one person with each thing. So, you're, okay, I'll have that, that. Or you would have loved it. I'd be tucking my napkin into my shirt going, you're about to see something real special, guys. Yeah. Give me that plate. How long ago? And in terms of um, film uh, and movies, what's, uh, for example, uh, Mosul and Baghdad Central were both filmed in? Mosul and Baghdad Central were both filmed in Morocco. Okay, and... What was the food and drink like on set? What, what did you get? Oh, lovely. You can imagine it's tagine and couscous. Fantastic. So they had local caterers? Yeah, doing it? local caterers bringing in the food, and it was just lovely, beautiful. And uh, did you get to 
did you get any downtime to explore uh, Morocco at all, or was it quite intense when you were there? Yeah, of course, it was quite intense with Mosul first. We had to undergo three weeks military training with Tiger Swan. Okay. How to obviously move like a SWAT team, how to load the guns, and I play the gunner, so I had to learn how to reload the Dushka, which is the machine gun on the top of the Humvee. Okay. And, um, yeah, after that, then we had, we'd have downtime and then we'd go along. We wasn't allowed to go skiing because you've got the Atlas Mountains. Okay, fine. So we weren't allowed to go skiing. We weren't allowed to rent no mopeds okay. or any push bikes. So that was in the contract. You could go well. out and eat and Yeah, drink we could go out and drink. Oh, yeah, we was going around. Mosul was filmed in Marrakesh and just out, oh, just out the outskirts. That was good. And then jumping forward, Baghdad Central was filmed all over Morocco. It was filmed in Warazazat, Rabat, Casablanca. So oh. I got to see it all, yeah. So when you're on, they look after you in terms of food and drink and whatever oh, you're needing. Oh yeah, no question, but no question at all. You looked after really. Is well. there a lot of downtime in between scenes? Oh yeah, of course yeah, you've got like, to have yeah. the patience. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can come on set. You got two scenes maybe, and then you have to wait like two or three hours till your next scene. But then you got trailers. You're looking after. You can have a you can have, you can have a couple of hours. Is there a temptation to snack? Yeah, of course you can. You go because you've got your tents. Yeah, yeah. It's called, uh, on set, it's called the green room. Okay, fine. So that's where all the actors go and sit in between takes. And they'll have stuff in In between there. scenes, sorry. And there's food in there. So, and they've got, like, caspiers who will make you food if you want oh. it. They'll go and get you what you want. Amazing. So, there's no complaining. And like, you, like I said, you've got your trailer. Yeah. So you can go back to your trailer and have a kip if you want. Yeah. Have a couple of hours sleep and then they'll knock, knock, you're back on set. See, the green room in MasterChef was very different. It was a drawer full of just sweets and chocolates, and that was a, yeah. that's all you're yeah, getting. Of course, that's to keep you up with yeah. the sugar, see, yeah, exactly. so you don't go flat. Exactly, and just hype you up. Yeah. But like I said at the start, it's all about food and drink, this podcast. So I've got a series of questions uh, about food and drink and yourself. So in terms of um, food uh, memories, now, I, um, a lot of people say uh, smell can attach to a memory. I feel the same about food, okay? So what are some of your earliest food memories? Some of my, growing up. Some of my earliest, earliest food memories growing up is obviously I'm from Iraq, so a famous Iraqi dish yeah. is called bamia. Okay. Now bamia is okra, ladies' okay. fingers oh, with okra. Love okra. Yes, yeah, so we do an okra curry, right? Yeah. So it's okra, tomato lumps, garlic, onion, and lamb with basmati rice, with brown um, noodles in it, with noodles in yeah, the rice Yeah, brown as well. noodles and the basmati rice. Okay, cool. And then we have the chubbis then, the Iraqi bread. See, nice and thick and warm. So okra is one of those marmite vegetables for people. I absolutely love it because yeah. I grew up with it. Of course. Uh, and then, so you had lamb in there as well. Yeah, you have lamb and it has to be cooked really... You have to get it right. Is it low and slow? It'll melt, yes. Yeah, fine. Because they've got to stay hard. Okay, it's fine. reasonably hard, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Or some of them, they just, they just, they just melt. Was family food time a thing? Did you all sit down together? Yeah, of course we all sit down together. Even now, if I go to mum's and I sit down with my brothers, we all sit out the same, we all eat out the same pot. Yeah. It's still the same tradition. Perfect. Even when we have the famous Iraqi breakfast, yeah. which, is, oh, yeah, which, is? which is fried egg, tomatoes, cucumber, feta cheese, nice. honey, and my, you know, my mum will fry Do the eggs. you have that all together? Yeah, with bastarma. You know bastarma is the halal salami. Oh, very nice. Right? Yeah. And then she'll bring the, she'll bring the pan out yeah. and just stick it on the, the table, and then we just with the bread. I need to try the, some of that halal in, salami. Yeah, yeah, in the same, in the same, uh, eating out the same pan. That is an amazing uh, picture you 
painted for us there. I mean, uh, do you have brothers or sisters? Yeah, I've got two brothers, one older, one younger. Yeah. So three of you guys. That's okay, right, it must have been chaos. Like, mum must have been yeah, like cooking chaos, on the constant. constant, but then as you're growing up, you have different tastes and obviously- Mum, I don't want to eat that today. Different flavors, <laughs> and it's obviously we got another famous dish called tabula. Yeah. Tabula is the one that's upside down. Okay, yeah, So yeah. when it's finished, they yeah. turn, turn the pot up. upside down, so the meat's at the top. So okay. when they cook it, the meat's the aubergine, the potatoes are at the bottom. Would you say meat is quite a meat-based diet, the Iraqi diet? Yes, I think it's fair to say even the Middle East and the Arabs, yeah. man, is lambs. If, if meat is not there, it's not it's, a meal, is that fair? Not, yeah, it's not a meal, man. It's very hard. You find any restaurant or any dish, I think, is fair in the Middle East, which hasn't got lamb or chicken with yeah. it. Because you've got quzis. Quzi is the big dish with all the lamb, with a big like lamb on the, on the plate. Well, literally a whole lamb. Lamb on the plate. <laughs> and then you got like all the jajaj, the chicken dishes, and then all the bread. That's amazing. Let's see, essentially two, two favorite things, carbs. That's <laughs> you, right, you know, yeah. But lots of fresh ingredients as, uh, as well. Did your mum or did your family do the same thing as my mum did? You'd always cook more just in case anyone came to yeah, the house? Yeah, of course, because you, know you what, never knew. Yeah, in our culture, you know, it's like a seven-course meal. So yeah. when, the, when the boys come to my mum's, yeah. they won't eat all day because they know it's a starter, yeah. then it's bread, <laughs> then it's veg, then it's the main course, then she'll come back an hour later and say, eat some more, <laughs> then you eat some more, then it's the fruit, then more fruit, and then do you want more food? No, then it's the profiteroles. rolls, then it's the, the dessert. Yeah. That, that well-known Iraqi dessert. Yeah, rolls. yeah of course, and then it's the profiteroles. So Max, he's the one in a, like a, oh, in a mid pack. <laughs> yeah, that, that's proper integration there. Of course, that's traditional, what is normal. Traditional, traditional, yeah. traditional. Yeah. Gotta get my That's MS like every day, so now when Ramadan comes, you yeah. can imagine when Ramadan and we're fasting, yeah. it's like it's cooked double for whoever comes. And then obviously the doggy bag. Yeah. Don't forget when people are leaving, take no, food. no, take food. Take food, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then people will ring me and say, Fayel, his mama cooked today. His mama cooked, I'm back from work, you know? You know? those random aunties and uncles who aren't actually aunties and uncles who rock up. Do you yeah, know? of course. Do you ever grow up and go, Mum, they're not actually related. No, I know, because yeah. growing up, I thought I had about 50 uncles. <laughs> <Yeah>. 50 aunties, <laughs> thousands of cousins, right? <laughs> Because obviously you say Ammu, Amma, Khala, Khala, so you, out of respect, you know, you say auntie or uncle. Yeah. But then growing up, we used to say to each other, Amas, Amma, our family's huge. And then as I grew up, yeah. I got to realize we're the only Iraqi family <laughs> out of my family who lived in Cardiff, <laughs> and we didn't have no cousins. Exactly, exactly. There was all in Iraq, or all those living all over the world. Just a sign of respect, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, you can't need to remember their exactly. first names then. <laughs> yeah, this is uncle or whoever, or, or this and that. Um, the Iraqi breakfast you mentioned uh, to me there. Yes. Um, is that something? Because uh, you uh, is that something that you cook for your family now? Would you do that, or would you, is that only for when you no, go to mum's? No, when I go to mum's, I wouldn't dare to try and cook any Iraqi dish. Really? No, because I know I'd mess it up. <laughs> I wouldn't dare. Do you not learn anything from mum? No, I've watched, and I, I just know I'm greedy. I'll start dipping in, and the temperature will be wrong, and I'll be out, and everyone got food poisoning. So, <laughs> not, not, not a keen cook, or...? No, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and lie. No, no, I, no. I can't cook. No, no you can't I'm, cook? No. <laughs> so if I said, you know, Thea, what is your signature dish? Go. Signature dish? Don't Red, say beans on toast. Ready salted croissant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the connoisseur's choice. <laughs> Don't come to me with prawn cocktail. No, no. no. Ready, Ready salted croissant. See, fame hasn't changed you. No, fame no, hasn't changed no, no. you. And um, in terms of, uh, actually, now that we've gone down this route, uh, it was a question I had earlier on. 
food guilty pleasures. Do you have a food guilty pleasure? Terrible. Go on. What's the worst what, is thing? It, is it's it... like proper, like just wrong food that you like. For example, I'll tell you mine. Mm. I like, you know, those round red cheeses, baby bell? Yeah, that's yours, is That's it? my guilty pleasure. I literally go through a packet of those. Like, I have them for my kids for snacks. So that's my yeah, guilty that's pleasure. Yeah, that's your guilty pleasure. Yeah. I think I've got loads. Anything for you. Go on, yeah. go on. What am I... Is it, what, does it have to be food or could it be a drink? It could be a drink. The zero, do you know, like zero Coke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just noticed one the other day is the Fanta Zero yeah. raspberry. Okay, yeah. That's, your... that's, that's my new one. <laughs> that's so, your... yeah, but I'll go and buy, I'll drink loads and loads of them. That's, my, that's, that's one of my guilty pleasures is I love fizzy drinks. But I was trying, I do stick on the zero. Yeah? Uh, Coke I don't like. Yeah. Diet Coke I don't like because it just reminds me of flat. Vodka and Coke. Okay. It's just that. It just reminds me of that. So I don't drink that. Yeah, nothing diet. So fizzy just... drinks, kind of guilty pleasure. Yeah, fizzy drinks. You know it's wrong for you, yeah. but you really like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm terrible. <laughs> and um, in terms of uh, coming back to the, the, the food memories uh, point, what's the, what's the best meal? So not, not, not like um, your dream meal or death row meal. What's the most memorable meal that you have? It could be uh, at home or in a restaurant or something that's meant the most to you. Is, is there a meal that stuck out, sticks out in your mind? Yeah, the meal is like the one I said, the bamia, the okra one. Yeah, yeah. Or you can have the khuzi, which comes with fasulia. Okay, fine. Like chippies yeah. or lentil soup. Okay. Shorbat adas. That's very famous with us as well. So with that, lemon on that it. That holds good memories for good you? Good memories, yeah. Wherever I go, I ask for it. Yeah. In the restaurants, I said, you lentil soup? They say, yes, I can have a lentil soup with pepper yeah. and some slices of lemon. Well, a lot of people who watch and listen to this are based in Cardiff and based in Wales. Any recommendations for um, Iraqi food? Iraqi Aside from coming to your mum's house? Yeah, Iraqi, <laughs> Iraqi food in Cardiff. Who are these really, guys really, there? They said, you could, yeah. they said we could come. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the closest. It's really, it's, it's like the Kurdish restaurants, or I think... If you go to, onto City Road, I think all the restaurants on City Road, yeah. all the foreign restaurants, all of them, so they all sell the same thing, but they just, in a different way, they taste different. Yeah. And when, you've, um, uh, when you go out to one of those restaurants, are you always comparing it to home? As in, yeah, mum can do this better. Yeah, uh, yeah of course like, you do. Yeah. Exactly. It's like this when, is okay. Yeah, when we was in Morocco, yeah. and obviously there was Iraqis in the production with us, and Iraqis working on the production, and we were desperate to find... Okra. Yeah. And they call it Molochia. They don't call it Okra. They didn't have it over there. We managed to find it. Yeah. But it was really hard. And then by the time the um, was Zainab, she was a script supervisor. She cooked it for us. <laughs> you convinced the script supervisor to, to cook, cook for you guys. To cook for us. That's good it, skills. <laughs> it was, it just, like I said, it went like when you mess up a pudding. Yeah. That's how it went. So the Okra yeah. dissolved. Ah. It wasn't as strong as the... It's just gone too much. Yeah, it goes too much because you've got to have to like cook it right. And it's obviously like with other traditions, yeah. I think, and other foods from the other different parts of the world where people compete with it. Yeah. And they're like, no, we've got to be cooked like this. Like yeah. when you go to Lebanon, they don't put the meat in with it. So if you go to a Lebanese restaurant in London and you ask for bamia, yeah. which is okra yeah. and rice, the meat will come separate. They only cook it with the okra, the tomato, basically the sauce. They, will, they won't put meat in it with the Iraqis. My mum will just put Everything. chunks of lamb in there for me. <laughs> lamb on the boat, it gotta be lamb on the boat Mate, as well. Your eyes right now are saying like, 
hungry. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm gonna call mum after this. Yeah, I'll go to mum's on a Thursday, see so. Oh, what's happening in my diary? Yeah, oh mum's on a Thursday. Fantastic. Um the have you have you been to Iraq since moving to Cardiff? The last time I went to Iraq was in 2000. Okay. So obviously Saddam and the regime was still there, but it was, it was it obviously wasn't safe. It had never been safe really since the Gulf War invasion. But yeah, 2000, but that was on the way of Trebil, which is 18 hours in the desert okay. from Jordan, from Amman, oh, wow, through okay. the desert into Baghdad. I spent two weeks in Basra, where I was born, okay. and I spent two weeks in um, ba Baghdad then with my mum's um, my family from Basra, my dad's family from Baghdad. So I spent two weeks in Basra, two weeks in Baghdad, and then in 2011 I went back, but I was Sleimani uh, in Erbil, in um, okay. Kurdistan. So are these very remote areas then? Yeah, like obviously, especially Baghdad. I think now it's more lenient. I think, I think people are living now. They're starting to do things. Shops are being opened. People can do things which they couldn't do before. I, but again, I'm not saying it's not dangerous. No, it's absolutely still dangerous. Not. But yeah, it's a bit more easier. Is the Iraqi diet from in peace times, or well, when I say peace times, out of war times, is it? largely based on fresh ingredients and so you were mentioning there you had do you say cucumber with breakfast yeah cucumber tomatoes, tomatoes yes whatnot. feta cheese and, and you mentioned the fruit as well yeah. so it does fruits and yes veg? How, yeah Wait. everything that's why when you go to the arab countries in the middle east they got all these bread stores on every corner okay. chabaz they're called the flatbreads yeah the flatbread they cook yeah. different breads for you yeah. like in kurdistan they're famous for their breads they're massive and they just cook it fresh in front of you. Even in Morocco, when we was going over there, we go for the bread in the morning. Yeah. So they're fresh in the morning. And then they have a couple of hours. Yes, sir. And then they're one. fresh in the afternoon. So we'd go there yeah. with like, I think it was like five dirham, which is about uh, 70 pence, probably a pound. Wow. And they give you 10. So, and they're huge and they're fresh and they just wrap them up for you. I think they, they, they the cook them in a wood-fired oven. Yes, as well, they, right? take, they, they take it into a tanur and go into that. You just reminded me. Yeah. While I was in Morocco, there's another fa famous, obviously they're famous for their tagine, yeah. which is their dish, their yeah, couscous. Absolutely. They're famous for another dish, which I don't know if you watched it back in December, I think it was, with, um, it was um, Gordon Ramsay, the other Italian chef, I forgot his name. Oh, uh, when they went to Cairo, yeah, when they went to Morocco. No, I didn't but, see that. Yeah, when they went to um, Jamaa Al Fana, yeah. the, the, the famous square. Yeah. I, as we're watching it, I'm telling my mates who I'm sat with, this is where I ate this meat. So this meat they call it lahm al maliki. That means the meat of the kings. So they cook it for six hours. They stick a whole sheep on a skewer under the ground in a clay oven for six hours. Wow. Beautiful, right? A whole and they, sheep. A whole sheep. So they take it out and you buy the meat. You buy the meat by the weight. So Fine. I was having a kilo at a time because I eat, I'm a big eater. A bit of coriander, a bit of salt, that's all you needed. So you'll go to the market. You, you go say, to the market, you want, they, you want this dish, they've got the weighing scales, yeah. the bread. So you buy your amount of you meat. You buy the amount and they'll bring you in the back, they'll show you, he'll just move the cover. Yeah. And they're down there in a clay oven, loads of them. Wow. And they just drag them out, right? <laughs> and then the, the, the meat, beautiful, just falls or off. Or just really tender. Really tender, just falls off. And what they serve that with? Some bread, with some, some salad? Bread, salad, whatever you want. Tiny bit of coriander, tiny bit of salt, bread. 
beautiful. Oh, mate, I want to go now. Yeah, I know. Now. <laughs> Let's I really go. go. Obviously, health and safety-wise, like some people... Yeah, yeah, don't worry about like, that. Yeah, don't, no, no, I don't, don't care about that. Right that. They're like, I couldn't eat in here. You've got flies flying everywhere. <laughs> the metal tables. Excuse metal me, what's your food hygiene rating? Yeah, nah, metal table table, no, there's no, no food no. hygiene over there. No, that yeah. sounds amazing. Like You are, yeah. That's a dish, yeah. When I was talking about food memories, that sounds like a dish that will stay with that you for a long time. That was the first dish I ate. The second day, because I landed, when I went, I, I went there, I landed late in the night. So the next morning, we just had a quick production meeting because not all the casters arrived. Yeah. And the production um, managers and the director, Matthew and everyone, they introduced me to Sahail, who plays the lead role. Okay. And he said to me, listen, coming down to the, this is where they sell it, because we all know about yeah. it. And I was like, yeah, come on, quick, let's go. So had you had it before? No, but we know about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly, you know, we go to certain countries, you hear about their dish, you yeah. find a place, don't yeah. you? So yeah, he said they sell um, lahm and maliki down here in Jama al Fana. I said, just bang, straight out the hotel in a taxi, straight there. And we was like, listen, this is us, man. Three, three four times a week we'll have, we were having it. I know exactly what I'm doing for my next sub club. I'm yeah. going to get me some lambs. Yeah, sure. I'm going to dig me a hole. Yeah, <laughs> and this is what I said, because I don't know how it'd work over here. But you know, someone opened one over here. Yeah. They'd absolutely smash it. Yeah, well, fire cooking or cooking with fire or fire food at the moment is huge. And... Uh, a dish like that would bang. Yeah, of course. Like, and then went back in then when, when I filmed Baghdad Central, we were staying in Warazazat. Warazazat is an hour away from Marrakesh on a plane. Yeah. So Warazazat means the quiet city. Yeah. It's where all like the uh, Atlas Mountains are, the desert. It's where all the studios are, where they film the Gladiator, the Kingdom, the series. They film loads of stuff there. History Channel, National yeah. Geographic, um, series is on like Killing Jesus, stuff like that. Okay. They're all over there. Now, the Barba, the, uh, the Bedouins, yeah. the Barba, yeah? They live in the desert. They cook that meat yeah. in the sand with fire. <laughs> and they just bury it, yeah, Yes, and they yeah. bury it, bang, like this with coal in the fire. And, and you're, you're looking at it thinking, are you sure this is going to taste nice? <laughs> and you taste and you it. Just, and it just melts in your mouth and you're like another half a kilo on the scales. And you're just eating, because it's only meat. Yeah. You're just eating it when you finish it. I'm not, I tap my mate, are you still hungry? So yeah, mate, check another half on the scales. But there's no check rush, another half there? No. Because see, it's very different eating culture, isn't it? Yes. There's no rush. No. Food can go on for a long period yeah, of, of time. Yeah, of course it can. So when you get the tagines, they're different weights. Yeah. So you can have half a, half a kilo, a kilo. So I used to have, I always used to have a mixed tagine. Yeah. Um, lamb and chicken. <laughs> so you pull the pot. I say, mate, any lamb and chicken? He says, yeah, and you pull it open and it's sizzling where it's on a hot plate. Yeah. And they bring it over. And, and you buy it per weight. What's up? Pay weight, and you just take the top off, and you just, you just go in there. I know it's about lunchtime here in Cardiff, but I'm absolutely starving. Right no, now. I know. I mean, you've painted a very colourful picture of um, uh, of Morocco there um, and uh, Middle Eastern food, but um, I just want to uh, pick your brain about a few things. So we're yes. going to go a bit quick fire on this. Uh, for this last little segment. So I'm gonna ask you a series of quick fire questions. And I'd love you just to give me your initial first response, okay. okay? So firstly, tea or coffee? Tea. Pineapple on a pizza, yes or no? Yes. Burgers or pizza? Burgers. Red wine or white wine? Don't drink. Don't drink, I need to answer this. Uh, on scones, cream first or jam first? Cream. Um, starters or mains or mains or desserts? All of them. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. And slightly off topic, Fury or Joshua? 50-50. Oh, no, don't do that. 50-50. <laughs> um, 
Well, look, I, I only asked that last question. Uh, okay, listeners, viewers, I asked that question because Thea uh, is a boxer, he trains, uh, he's a coach, and I just wanted to pick your brain because it's slightly topical at the moment. Um, look, my friend, thank you very much for joining us on the Kitchen me. Clonk podcast. Now, I don't know about you, but I love music. I love to listen to music uh, in the house, especially in the kitchen. Uh, me and my boys like to listen to uh, lots of music, and we often have what we call a kitchen rave, okay? Okay. So I'd like you, as the very first guest, or uh, interviewee guest on the Kitchen Clonk podcast, to just give us a song that we're going to put on a playlist. So you can find this playlist on YouTube or on Spotify of a song that you would have in a kitchen rave. So, so something that would set it off. Freddie Mercury, Queen, I want to break free. I want to, I want to break free. Yes, okay. that's, I listen that's to a that. strong choice. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure Thank to meet you, you, very you much. sir. And you. Thank, Thank you, you very much for listening and for watching. I hope you've enjoyed that. Uh, do not forget to subscribe, to follow. Please comment, please rate, please share, please tell your friends. And hopefully we'll see you on the next episode. Bye now.